You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. My name is Daniel. It's a boy, Double H Half Hope. We do the podcast Tuesday, Wednesday. You know, you hear it when you hear it during the week. Um, you can follow the podcast on Twitter or X. Um, you can follow Instagram. All the links are in the description. Half Hope, what is the website people should go to to find more of your stuff? Halfhopefootballhots.com, baby. Indeed. I'm at Daniel to look. Some of my writings are being hosted on Substack uh, off target. So there you go. Go check that out. Link in the description. Carl's at Anchorman 616. He's doing stuff for the Athletic in Manchester United. There we go. Um, oh, don't forget, we have a Patreon. If you want to sign up to the Patreon, we have um, an Apple subscription service. So do that. Throw some coins in the bucket to start off the new year. You get access to a whole bunch of other podcasts and discussions about Dave Chappelle and what we do in Africa and everything else. So there you go. We also do a second podcast called Trap that you should check out. But yes, sir. let's talk about football. Um we'll do AFCON next week. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. So next week we'll get into AFCON, even though I'm tempted to go there now. But um those, we just those watched Eagles man. Atletico Madrid <laughs> and Girona. Um, Half Hope reminded me that oh that's popping off so I watched and it was 3-2 and Maratta scored a third which was his hat trick and I thought the game would end 3-3 and then I think in injury time 91st 92nd minute um, Girona score a winner they win 4-3 they beat Atletico Madrid after beating Barcelona early, earlier in the season um, so they've gone to two of the three big teams and they've beaten two of them, lost to Madrid earlier in the season. Um, they're genuinely title contenders. Like this is something that is similar of Leicester. Um, but if you look at the context of where the Premier League teams were in 2015, 16, this is more interesting in terms of Real Madrid, Barcelona, Atletico Madrid, the stranglehold that they have on Spanish football and have had since who's the last team that wasn't Atletico, Real or Barcelona? Was it Valencia my, in the 2000s? It was either Valencia or, or Deportivo. In my, I think yeah, it was Benitez Valencia, I think. Yeah. Over 20 years. Um, now, maybe you could say a similar thing about the Premier League, but um, yeah, the stranglehold that those three clubs in particular have had on La Liga is insane. And for Girona, who have been in La Liga, I think, three or four years and were 10,000 to one odds to be putting up a legitimate challenge better than Atletico, better than Barca. I want to know how you are contextualizing that. It's not something that we've never seen before, given 15-16, but the context here is different. So how are you I'm, viewing I'm, Girona and their chances? I think this is more fascinating because... Um, hmm. If Girona win this league, 
this I think is going to be is arguably be one of the best football stories we've ever seen. And here's why. Let me break it down. So first of all, as you said, so for Leicester, it's crazy, you know, coming from relegation, but you were going up against Arsenal and Tottenham. Not mm-hmm. Fergie's Man United, not um, um, peak Wenger's Arsenal. It was a much lesser Arsenal and a Tottenham who've never won the Premier League. And just just quickly, can I add Pellegrini City? I forget who Liverpool was at the time. I yeah. think that was was that was the season where Rodgers was sacked and Klopp just came in, and it was also the season where Chelsea had a mutiny and Mourinho, who had just won the league, was all over yeah, the place I mean, and they sacked it was him all and a mess. hitting. So, so, so yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it. So, 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 so you don't look at this season right now, and even if they're different, it is still Real Madrid, it is still Barcelona, and these are still the two giants of football who have the kind of pull that Girona can, would, can only dream of. Girona are also a pretty new club as well, who've been promoted, relegated, promoted, relegated. But, but this is the real clincher here, is the football that they're playing. So my thing that's if, because I just don't, the reason why I don't think they can win is because I just don't think it's so, so sustainable. But if they're to do this, playing this kind of football, it will generally be one of the great football stories that we've seen. Because the notion is always that, oh, if you're an inferior team, you have to be defensive, you have to be pragmatic, and you have to just take your 1-0 chance. Girona beat the living crap out of Barcelona. Like, they played <laughs> them off the damn pitch. They totally ripped them open. The mm. Atleti, they stood toe-to-toe, back-to-back, end-to-end, and they won out. Real Madrid, okay, they lost. So two out of the big three teams, they beat in a toe-to-toe, straight-up attacking display. So if they're able to now do this, it would generally be the craziest football story. Because for me, like the, like the way Girona is playing has actually revitalized my love of football. Because I'm like, yeah, this this is the football that I grew up watching. Because the way football has been going is manager is king. And what you just see is system against system. As I'm watching a game, I'm like, I know what every player is going to do before they, they do it. Okay, he's now going to get the ball, or he's going to go for the overlap, or he's going to give it to the inside forward. The inside forward now go onto his, his foot and either shoot at a goal or will maybe put a pass in. So everyone has the striker that moves around. They have their inside forwards. You have your hookbox that overlap. You have your DM who sits. You have your attacking. It's all the same. And everyone plays out from the back. So I'm like, Ugh. but for Girona, it's like, this is like f- expression, freedom. T- take your man on. Trying to beat your man. You right wing. Okay, you can go central. Just interpret the, the game. I believe in you. Go and interpret it. So shout out to your boy, Michelle, who is really just allowing these guys to really play the way that players used to play. Because the feeling right be now fair, is... To be fair, oh. Mm. oh so, 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 sorry, last thing I'm going to say. Because right now, it's micromanaging. Because I'm like, I'm like, you have to be real. Most football matches, they're not exciting. Go and watch a few football matches from like the 2000s. Like 02, 03, 04, 06, the matches are just better because there are more individuals. There's more expression. There's more chaos. And with more chaos, more interesting things will happen. But in football right now, everything is now micromanaged. Everything is a lot more controlled. So you're now just seeing um, this one organism against another organism. This this philosophy against this philosophy, no individuals, no characters, no personalities, just we are as a whole against you as a whole, rather than back in the day where it's okay, there's a, there's a blueprint, but man, look at these two or three guys there. Oh, look at these two or three guys there. So look at what Del Piero is doing. Look at what Zidane is doing. Look at what Tracy Gaze is doing. Look at what Turamis is doing. Look at what Badge was doing. Look at what Totti is doing, um, Vieira. So there are so many individuals that's been taken out. So it is just so refreshing that Michelle has been like, yeah, man, 
you can still win like this. There isn't just one way to win. So mm. I would say that when at least the game I was watching, because I haven't watched, you know, if they've played 18, 19 games, I've maybe watched two or three of them. It does seem as if the, he, there's a combination of what you say with the general stereotypical ideas of what football has become. So, for instance, it was like 80-something minutes, and I'm thinking, a draw here is good for you guys. You don't really need to press the gas. Like, if any team needs to win this game in order to secure a position in the table or at least entrench a position in the table. It's not Girona, necessarily. This It would be a statement victory, of course. But Atletico need to win this game more than you guys do. Because it would just give them that extra... It would catch them up three points. It would bring them closer to the top. So I was thinking, okay, Atletico need to be playing a little bit more free-flowing and attacking, bringing on the strikers, the pie, and all of that. But the way that Girona were playing, it was indicative of how football is going generally, at least in Europe. Like the goalkeeper was playing short passes. One of the defenders was like, he ran, I think it was their left back. He ran from where he was to the, like Atletico's penalty spot or their penalty spot, I guess. But the spot where Atletico would be taking penalties from. Like they were doing risky things that have become synonymous with football in the 2020s where everybody's just... (laughs) you know, uh, has the ability or the permission, basically, to just, if you can play through, play through. If you can dribble, go for it. If you can find a pass, find a pass. So it wasn't the goalkeeper kicking it long every time, which I thought would have been what they were doing. They were genuinely playing football. Maybe you might expect from a city or like one of the teams that we look at as having the quality to do so. When you look at, you know, (laughs) <laughs> the name on the or the badge on the kit, which looks a lot like Atletico's, but that's its own point. By the way, we do need to talk about DePaul's hair, but we'll get to that in a second. Cultural uh, appropriation. <laughs> Dr. Uma will not be happy. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Like, you, if, if you strip Girona, it could be Madrid playing like that. It could be Barca, at least like in the stereotypical way in our minds of how they would play, um, which I do feel is refreshing in a sense that, like, smaller teams can play like this. It's the way that, you know, Brighton goes toe-to-toe with teams in the Premier League. It's like, should you be doing this with the goalkeeper? I think his name is Steele. Like, should you really be playing short passes? And even, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about United and, and Arsenal and those teams, but, like, the Forest goalkeeper, the American Turner, playing dangerous passes through the middle of the field. It's like, should you guys really be doing this? Um, not in every instance, but the way the Girona were playing was they, they seem a team full of confidence and the stage wasn't too big and hasn't been too big for them, um, in the two games against Barca and now Atletico. So we'll see what happens when the screw tightens and we get into April and May and, you know, the, the three points are always three points, but when you get to the end of the season, it feels like there's always a bit more in those games, so... Yeah, because pe- people have been going up yes, on Twitter like, is this just Pep's football? Because obviously Pep's brother obviously is like an is like a part owner and everything. But would you say the Girona football is like Pep's f- football? There's no real difference. So Pep should be. Um, I don't know Girona's football enough to compare and contrast it to Pep. I would just say that I it where some players seem to have more freedom when they get the ball in the attacking third than maybe City players do. Um, the build-up to get them the ball seems as if just kind of par for the course in where we are in 2023. And if that's because of Pep and what he did with Barca, Bayern, and now City, then yes, there are kind of pieces of Pep ball but I, I think that's consistent across the board. You can look at any team and all the managers have been influenced by Guardiola. It, I mean, for the only reason why I'll reject that is because, again, for me, I used to like, Pep's football, I just find it boring. Like, it's not exciting. Because well, Pep's, Pep's, Pep's football isn't boring to me. The players that he picks are boring. The players that he likes are boring. So when the ball goes to Kevin De Bruyne, how the ball gets to De Bruyne, Ederson playing a dangerous pass into maybe a John Stones 
and then John Stones feeding De Bruyne. Like how the ball gets to De Bruyne to me is fun, but then when he gets it, it's just like I know Pep, you like him, and he was there even before you. Um, but De Bruyne isn't a player that I look at like okay, let's go. Or Haaland isn't a player I look at like okay, let's go. Now Foden, he has a little sauce, you know. Alvarez has a little something, but he gets rid of all. Doku has a little something, but the the players that I like. He doesn't like them, like a Mares type. He seems kind of on the outs. Whereas that's a player I would like to build my team around, at least when he was in his prime. So Pep's football is fun. It's just the players, the players he likes are ones that are predictable once they receive I'm, I'm, the ball. I, th- I think with, with the way I view it, again, I agree to disagree, but the way I view it is Pep is about control. I want to have control of the, of the game. So maybe he doesn't have care that much as a position as, as he did before. But the main thing is still, because as I said in the documentary, everybody wants this, i.e. the ball, and we have to protect this. So as long as we have this ball, which is what everyone wants, we are taking an important step in towards winning this game. So I think the instruction is, your first mode must be to look for the pass. Now, if the pass isn't there, okay, dribble, keep it, but your first one, okay, who can I pass the ball to? Who can I give the ball to? So it's all about pass, 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 pass to then create space. But for Girona, I think there's more trust in, so, oh, trust in your ability to beat your man. Trust in your ability mm. to create space by actually ISOing a guy and one v one So there are more, there, there are more ISO situations and their players trying a lot more stuff and being a lot more in- expressive. They'll lose the ball, but I think Michelle is just saying, you know, try stuff. You don't have to pass the ball. Run with the ball. Mm. Carry the ball. You try and actually beat one or two men, then create space, then, then, then give the ball. So there's more freedom and more agency given to individuals. For, for Pep is like, no, we are still a system here. Trust your teammates to and use your teammates in order to create space. So... But, but for instance, like when the ball goes out to the number, I think it's 20, the dude that has pink hair, his well, ability think, yeah, on Jan, the ball. Jan Kuto, yeah, Jan Kuto, yeah. Kuto, yeah. When, when he gets the ball, there's dynamism when he gets the ball. But that's the type of player that he is. When the ball in Man City gets in onto, who's a player that I could use? Jack Grealish. He's technically sound and proficient. And from, from Pep's point of view, I think I know why he likes him. He's not going to do anything reckless, really. He, even his dribbles are controlled. He'll win fouls. He'll drop what he needs to. But there's not some, he's not a wild card. There's not something that's just going to, wow, it's going to shock you from Grealish. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the, that's the difference with Pep. Maybe it's why he went for a Doku, because he felt like we need something different. Um, but that's the difference. Like Once the ball gets to the attackers in the final third, I don't think coaches need to overcoach and this is where you go, this is how you dribble. The players that you pick can figure it out if they're good enough on a particular level. So when mm. Pink Hair gets the ball, he's looking at the defender like, okay, barbecue chicken. Let me see if I can dribble and get through. When Grealish gets the ball, he's trying to dribble, but it's a particular style of it. And then it just kind of leads to a pass that might lead to a goal. So... It's the type of players that Pep likes that's why I don't like watching his teams more so than the way that he wants to play or the, the, the philosophy that he has is different than like what actually transpires on the pitch. Like If you put Neymar in the Grealish position and we get the ball to Neymar in that position, all right, let's cook. Mm. I, I, I think the, the, we can put a bow on it here and I, I'll agree with you on the sense of Pep wants control. And I think he wants predictability in certain areas, whereas other managers are more happy to embrace the unpredictable. Yeah. I'm sure the City fans would hear this and be like, nah! Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Let's talk about Arsenal. So they've lost their last two games. Arsenal! <clears throat> <laughs> 
So they lose, I believe, to West Ham. David Moyes' first win against on the road against, I think, Arsenal United and Chelsea? Or Arsenal United Liverpool in like his career? Something like that. So they lose there, and then they play Fulham, and they lose. So people have been saying, oh, Ars-, not even people. Have Hope has said, Arsenal's title challenge is done. My question is, can you lose a title challenge in December? Like, yes. can, can it be lost here when, yes. when, when everybody else is floundering as well? Like, no, nobody has come out of this winter break happy, except maybe Liverpool and certainly Manchester City. No, no, no. Actually, no, no. I think no one, no one should be happy for this Christmas break. I think everyone effed up. Like, City, Tottenham, Villa, Liverpool, United, and I'll even say Arsenal. Because those are two home games. So if you're Liverpool, that's United, that was a big thing. Arsenal, okay, it's home, but still you don't want to be there. But United, for sure, they're like, no, that was a game we had to win. That was a game that we had to win. So they'll say, like, no, we, 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 we dropped two points there. Not beating United, who are trash and rubbish at home. Um, but look, yeah, no, look, the reason why you can lose it is look at Arsenal. But you have to look at it at a macro level. Martinelli, Trossard, Saka, Jesus, Inketia. What do you lose not having Xhaka? What has Rice really brought to you? How much has Rice really improved upon you? Obviously, you can see the timber injury. So many key players that were important for them last season have regressed this season. Kai Havertz, that was a bozo move. Huge bozo move. <laughs> So for Arsenal, it's like mathematically they're still in it. Mathematically they're still uh, in it, but I just feel that those two losses is a serious body blow because I always say like they're this is like my my triumvirate of title winners: talent, character, personality. Arsenal, the talent is there. I think that the talent is there. I don't think they have the character, the personality. Liverpool, Can you how- define for me the difference quickly between character and personality? Like, where do those two it, things differ? Character is when things are tough. How, how do you respond through difficult situations? Mm. And the personality is your, your winning mind frame. That, oh, no, no, no. I, I know that we, I could, we can go on a 10-game winning run because I believe that we can win. Character is you're playing badly, you're really crap, can you eke out a win? Then that's character. Personality is, oh, we can go on a 10-game, 15-game win one because we know we can win this. And so, so personality, it's like almost like arrogance and like swagger is the, your personality. Character is gotcha. when okay. the going gets tough, can you, can you, you win a game that, that you're not supposed to win? Got you. Okay. So Arsenal, I'm not sure that they have the character and the personality. Talents, I think that the talents, they're all of that's questionable. Liverpool have the character. They have the personality. I'm not sure whether they have the talent. And we know that City have all, all, all three. You know, so the, the real thing, though, is that game against Palace next week, mm. I think is going to do the final Arsenal season. It's a home game. You're going after back-to-back losses. If you don't win that, you now have to now face Liverpool then West Ham away. So their character is going to be now be tested for that Palace game. Liverpool, we have to assume that Egypt will at least make the semis. I think Egypt win it. I think this could, could be their year. But that's maybe, we'll, we'll, we'll say that for like next week. <laughs> so the, I think the final is February 11th. So he misses the Chelsea game and the Arsenal game. Mm. And Sal, bro, I think, I think Salah was involved in all of the, the goals that they scored against um, New, Newcastle. So, can Jota and Nunes Gakpo carry the offensive load when Salah is in Ivory Coast? That's going to be a huge no. question. <laughs> I, I no. agree. Can I? I agree. So, it leaves <laughs> us with City are playing against themselves. If City loses, mm. it's because they mess up. Not, nobody's going to take it from City. They just take it away from themselves. It's, 
City City will decide whether or not they want to win this league or not. It's down to them purely. So, do you buy into the four in a row thing? In what that sense? It's not. I don't think anybody's come out and said this, but that in the Premier League, it's impossible or near impossible to win four in a row because of the quality of the league and. The, huh? the fatigue that one has after winning the league so many times like is is there anything to the idea that four in a row in the Premier League is just a bridge too far no because okay. City will prove it <laughs> <laughs> because like if you have the squad you have enough money and you have a philosophy like Pep's which is perfect for the league form format, it's 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 possible. Like Pep has all the tools to do four, five, six, seven in a row, because of his philosophy, the the oil rig and the state that is backing him, and the place he has at his dis- the disposal. So hundred percent. Just 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 and, and, just and also yeah, you have to look at the guys he's going up against: Arsenal, Liverpool, Villa, Spurs. How strong are these teams? All right. I'm just I I wonder about that one because it's never happened before. So when people question four in a row, it's never happened. Like, are we saying this is something that's an impossibility? It's something that can't happen. Like Manchester City are behind the eight ball because I'm sure people thought that about three. Like, oh, you can't win. You can't win two in a row. You can't win three in a row. Like, no, no. What I thought was impossible was Champions League. Champions League. Yeah, because of how good the teams are and the nature of knockout competition and because of this, there's such high jeopardy. Because of the high jeopardy of knockout competition, it's literally the best of the best of, of, of the best. And how mm. there's such a small margin of error, it's very hard to go back to back in the Champions League. Hence why it's only happened once. <laughs> but the league, it's, it's 38 games. There's a lot you can make. You, can, you have a lot of room for, for error. You have a lot of room for mistakes. That's, so, that's why you... I asked about Arsenal, because there is room for error in 38 games. But it feels as if this is the turning point where it's like Arsenal have gone to the wayside. Because West Ham, Fulham, you should beat those teams. London Derbies, your team should be up for it. But they, there's just a piece missing, or maybe two pieces missing. Oh, no, 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 no. Pieces. Saka, Martinelli, Trossard, they've regressed in Ketia. Like look at how many look at how many clutch goals in Kete was scoring. Look at how good Saka was before the World Cup break. Look at how good Martinelli was. All of these guys, mm. I think Saka's was on three goals. Martinelli's on what two goals? Because my, my uncle is an Aston fan. I was even discussing with him. My uncle was like, "Look, Havertz was Havertz was just the the the, the bad move. That, like that was a <laughs> that was just a complete total bozo move. Bozo you know because what? again, it's like you yeah, have, you yeah. know that you have to improve." And you know that you really need a clinical finisher. Why would you go for Kai Havertz? Like, like, like because what would compare you to go for Kai Havertz? Because he looks like a good footballer. <laughs> That's the problem, and, and 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 not his face. I don't mean like his visage, but just the height, the profile, the technique. He looks like he should be good. And to an extent, he is. I mean, he's a professional footballer that's played for Leverkusen, Chelsea, Arsenal. He's not bad. And he's a German national team. Like, he's good. It's just that you look at him and you think, this player could be great. And that's the trap. Because I remember when we did our World Cup preview, I asked Raf Raf Honigstein, like the preeminent English-speaking German football, like, what is Kai Havertz? Does anybody know what he is? So... Arteta, I think, bought him with the idea of we're going to play him in midfield. We're going to play him as an attacking eight or I know people get caught up on numbers, but just an attacking midfielder. I thought he was bought, at least in Chelsea, he was bought as like a second striker or even a striker. Then he was playing on the wing. He's playing in midfield. Now that I think they even want him to do a bit of more defensive work. Nobody knows what Kai Havertz is except for the fact that they think he could be something good, which is why teams are spending, I think Chelsea spent, what, 60? 60, 70? Arsenal then repeated the same thing? Just because someone looks as if they could be good and seems as if they could be good, that doesn't mean they are good. 
Oh no, no, or no, no someone put it someone put it amazingly well about Jao Felix. So like someone says Another the great idea example. of Jao Felix is better than, is better than the actual the player. So yeah. same thing for Havertz. The idea of Havertz is better play, but the idea of Havertz is man, this guy he can create, he can play make, mm. he can score, he can be the left wing or the right wing, he can play so many different purple positions, he's 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 so malleable. That's the idea of Havertz. But the reality is it's sound pro- it's basically it is a manager's wet dream. Exactly. Havertz is a manager's wet dream of like, bro, I can play this guy. So basically, on, basically he's my umbrella. Like Havertz, the idea of Havertz eh, is a manager's eh, umbrella. Eh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. He's Rihanna. Like Havertz is Rihanna. The idea of Havertz is Rihanna. But the reality of Havertz is Siberia. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, no, 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 no. I'm not gonna say what I was thinking. Anyway, <laughs> shout out ASAP. Shout out ASAP. Anyway, um, yes. So that I can see why someone like Arteta would be like, oh, Kai Havertz, bring him into my team. I can find a useful place for him. But mm, I don't know if that's. I don't know if Kai Havertz and useful are two things that go together. And oh, he has a Champions League winning goal now. He's like a. Oh, he's he has a moment. So, by the way, I want everybody to go look at that goal that Kai Havertz scored to win the Champions League, and this will link perfectly to our next discussion. He takes he tries to take a touch, I think, around Ederson, and the ball hits Ederson. If Ederson didn't move, the ball goes out of bounds. There's no way or into touch. Sorry, it goes out for a goal kick. <laughs> Havertz's goal was a mistake. It was a complete, like, it shouldn't have happened other than Edison just helping him score. But the touch was too heavy. Now, who passed him the ball? Double H. In the Champions League final. Havertz. Um, Mason. My question here is, what, do, what, do, what did Ten Hag see in him? So I understand why... Lampard or Arteta might look at Havertz and see, okay, this is this is something that I can work with here. And Lampard's decision making on Mount is its own thing. But what did Ten Hag see in him to where, okay, no, we're gonna spend 55, almost 60 on Mason Mount? Not even that this is Manchester United's biggest problem, but just that that Chelsea duo that got sold for a hundred and whatever. What do you see in Mount? Like, is he somebody who you can think of like, oh, I can work with this? <laughs> like, I said, Lord, Lord only knows. Lord, Lord only knows. Lord, like, I, again, I have like, the same, Lord only knows. I have the same questions about Conor Gallagher. I'm like, what are y'all seeing? Because they're saying he's linked with Tottenham. So, like, what do y'all see here that y'all can work with? Like, I get it with Havertz. I, I get it. Havertz, Felix is maybe the ultimate example in contemporary football. But what are y'all seeing here other than passports and last names and academies and different things? Like, what are y'all seeing like on the pitch? I don't get it. To Manchester United, though, in a, in a more complete way. They lost to Nottingham Forest. Um, Elanga came back to bite them, assisted Morgan Gibbs-White uh, for the winner. Um, I forgot the rest of the game already, but Manchester United are equally in a bad way. Um, I think this is their worst ever start to a Premier League season. Um, they got new ownership since the last time we talked or some official, not new ownership, but like, a, a new partnership within ownership, I guess, where Inouye and Jim Radcliffe have come and are supposed to be taking over the football operations and they got 25 or some near percentage of Manchester United that they can increase bit by bit over time. Um, so now at least people are theorizing that there is someone in charge who could sack Ten Hag, which wasn't an idea that was maybe plausible a few weeks or days ago. Um, how long do you think Ten Hag has in this job? Uh, I forget who they play in the FA Cup, but if they lose that, then, you know, bless him. But how, how long? Oh, okay, okay. Oh, no, how no, long? no, 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 no. Let me turn the question on you. Oh, shit. So <laughs> you, you suck, you suck Ten Hag and, and you yes. do what? 
Because okay, here's give my thing. Give me Giggsy to the end of the season. No, 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 don't, no, 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 don't, 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 don't give me that, that crap. That guy oh, no, where is, is he? Where is he? Is, is fighting a court case, bro. The guy needs Johnny Cochran. So, rest in peace, rest in peace. Yeah, two choices. <laughs> because if you sack him, you're either going project or you're going win now. Mm. If you sack him to win now, all right, cool. Yeah, you can't win this one, but cool. No, but if you sack him for a project. Yet another project. And if he's looking for a project, is this guy going to be given the full support? Are you going to have the open heart surgery that Ralph, Ralph Ragnick um, suggested? This is the reality for United. You're no longer the cool kid in class. Okay. Uh-oh. You were found, they, they found that you pissed in your pants. Everyone laughed at you. You're no longer the cool kid on the playground. You have to humble yourself now. You have to humble yourself now. There's another cool kid in, in the playground. You had your time. You're no longer the cool kid. You have to now hang out with the um, computer dudes or the, or, the, or the guys who give you lime wire for free and everything. So, <laughs> or, the, or the DVD-R, CD-R merchants. Again, guys there's under a, 23, you have no idea. There's a whole generation of listeners who Pe- have no idea what you're talking people about. People under 25, we are speaking Mandarin right now. <laughs> lime wire, CD-R, DVD-R, like felt, <laughs> like felt tip pen. All that stuff, man. You know, so yeah, this, this is crazy. Bearshare? Did, 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 did you ever make the transition to Bearshare? No? No, 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 no. After LimeWire, that was it. Like, Lime, LimeWire was my thing. Like, I, mm. I, I touched Napster bits, but my main thing was, was LimeWire. That was, that was. No, Bearshare was, Bearshare was LimeWire. So, 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 like so LimeWire and obviously bit, and, and Torrents. And Torrents. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. U-Torrent, BitTorrent. Yeah. No, and, yeah. no, the, anyway. the, the worst thing is. The, the, the title is exactly there. Okay, Jay Z <laughs> is there, and bro, you are so excited, like, oh my gosh, because you've been waiting for ages. Like, you've gone to basically, you're in class, you're like, oh my gosh, like, it's on sixty percent and everything. Then, then, then you come back, then you have like, let's, let's say you have like double biology. The only way you're you're getting past is like, man, when I get back, I can listen to the whole album and everything. You go back, and it's a porn film or something. <laughs> Na- yeah. Naomi so, Russell. <laughs> like like it's it's like a Janet Jack me kind of like um thingy like Nicole Hunt. It's like it's like wait. And it still says fifty cents um 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 guess who's back and like, oh, you know, the, the the title is there. But it's, and no, it's okay. here's the question. Here's the question. Here's the here's the real question. You know, you know it's gonna be off the rails, but fine. Do, do you delete the video or do you keep of course I keep the video. I mean, I mean, no. If it's good, of course I keep the, the damn video. And then, and then I replace it. And then, obviously, because it just shows you how trash we were. So, because some some of us were worried that one of the teachers would find porn, so you'd borrow someone's laptop, and there'd be a code. So the code, let's say, would be like five three two five. So you'd have to double click the five, double click the three. Double click the two, obviously you get to the whole porn thing and everything. And you'd have to watch it like, you know, like small internet. Look. Look, look, it's 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 a lot. Actually, what were we even saying? Uh I forgot. So so something about No 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 United United Yeah United. So look 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 you said you you said that United were were once the cool kid in class, but then they got caught peeing. On their oh yeah, you're no longer the cool kid in class. There we go. United, stop trying to be like, oh, we're Manchester United. Stop. Give humble yourself. Give Ten Hag time to rebuild. This is this is the big mistake. Mm. When Ten Hag was brought in, for some strange reason, he thought he was here to win now, and that was a mistake. When Ten Hag was brought in, I thought, oh, aha. United have finally said, okay, we tried the Mourinho route. That didn't work. Let's just rebuild. Similar to Anton Tottenham, win, lose, or draw, let's support him. Let's create a philosophy. Let's give him time. Let's now rebuild. Win now just cannot work. We have to just try and just give him time to build a philosophy, build a character. Then Ten Hag starts saying, us, oh, errors come to an end. This is Manchester United. I was like, wait, 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 wait. bro. You've just come from the area de Divisie. We saw you wet the, 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 the bed to a receding hairline match as known as Lucas Moura in the UCL semis. 
So my thing is like, who the hell are you to come and say, oh yeah, we win now, Arizona? No. Like you have no skin in the game. You have no credit in the bank. Mm. So my thing is that I thought the idea was you come and just create an idea. But Ten Hag, you are in a situation that you're not built for. You're not mm. built for this. You're not built for a situation of gid. You're a philosophy manager. You're not a gid manager. Can I can so. can I tell you where this went wrong? Mm. It went wrong in the first three games that of his tenure. Oh yeah, there we go. So if you remember, when he first arrived, he was philosophy. We're going to build the project and all of that. What happens in his first two games? They lose to Brighton at home, and then Brentford whooped them four nil away. And then their next game is against Liverpool, if I have the thing right. And the Liverpool game, he completely flipped. So the first two games were project, philosophy. We're going to play this particular style and it's going to be, you know, we're, we're, we're going to bring Ajax to United. And everybody's like, okay, let's do it. Van der Sar and memories of whatever. But then they get that, those, those two beatings to start the season. And then they play defensively or more defensively against Liverpool and they get a win. And I'm looking at the thing now. They win four games in a row. They beat Liverpool, Southampton, Leicester, and Arsenal. Then they lose to City 3-6. Three to, uh, three but he compromised his philosophy at the very beginning to get results. He could have played the same attacking way against Liverpool in the third game, but he understood that was going to open me up to potentially getting beat and starting out with three losses, and I don't want that. So immediately. He, he, the, whatever philosophy you had went out of the window because of the Brighton loss and the Brentford loss. Like Brentford whooped the project into not even starting. So then he had to redo it. He had to retool it, you know? And I don't think he's ever really recovered from those games. Now, people might say, Daniel, that's very, you know, I don't know if that's true. But if you have a philosophy and you don't stick to it, then it's not a philosophy. It's just a good idea I once had. You know what I mean? Or maybe not even a good idea. It's just an idea I once had. But if you're going to call it a philosophy, then you stick to it. We were just talking earlier about Pep and the way he plays is the way he plays. He doesn't change for anybody. Mm. But once Ten Hag changed for Klopp, I was like, okay, you're switching it up. And I understand why to get results. But just say that. Then I'm here for results. And once you're here for a result and not results, plural, then you're no longer, it's not a project, it's a win-now thing. So, that's, that's, that's why I am with Ten Hag. That I, I knew immediately, after the first three games, and we can probably go back, and I've been saying the same point the whole time, but this was never a project. Because if it was a project, you don't abandon project after two games. Oh, no, oh, no, but, but here's my argument, though. Maybe he was like, oh, snap. In those two games, no, this this philosophy thing, it's can't work. And also, maybe the whole United thing got to him. And once he realized that, oh, I can just get results playing this way, he's like, mate, screw it. The worst thing that happened to Ten Hag was winning the Karabuki. Winning the Karabuki and coming third. Because he was like, because again, you ask almost every United fan, hmm, that's one of our best seasons that we've, that we, that we've had. Since Fergie has left, third and a trophy, that's one of the best seasons. So he's like, oh, okay, you know, like, you know, like straightening his tie, straightening his, okay, all right, let's, let's ride. Bottom of the UCL table, can't beat coping mechanism or Met Gala, you know, getting getting clowned out of the, the crepes. So now it's like, oh, wow. Which is why, like, this, this, you know, it's even, it started before those games oh. in the, in the summer. Mm. Okay, you you don't get Frank De Young. Surely you have a plan. Be like, when you're given, okay, this is what I want. This is my idea. There's option A, option B, option C, option D. You have that so that if you don't get option A before the transfer window closes, you have the next best thing, or the next best thing, or the next best thing. What United needed was a press resistant central midfielder who can set the tempo of it. That ain't Bruno, that ain't McSauce, that ain't Casemiro, that ain't Money Mace. <laughs> you know, so the football you played in that Ajax, which is about free, like, 
cripple a press resistance. You, you, you give the ball to anybody under pressure. They're good under pressure and can keep hold of, hold of the ball. And it's a nice, attractive passing. You can't do that with Bruno, Mixos, Casemiro, and Mounts. So the idea is that <laughs> you literally do not have the tools and the players to execute your plan. So all you can do is play hot potato ball. Mm. So and and bro, I don't want to hear he hasn't had his players. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, no, no. Okay, no. Are, 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 are we saying that Manchester United, of their own volition, without consulting him, went and signed Malassia, who's Dutch, signed Ericsson for free, signed Martinez from Ajax, signed Anthony from Ajax, went and got what's his name, Wood Wood Woodhurst. I can't even pronounce him. the horse, Wedhurst. the horse, the horse, the horse. <laughs> Are you telling me someone that mentioned... Well, actually, maybe somebody at United wanted Mason. Okay. But Rasmus Hoyland was just a United idea. He didn't have any input on this. I mean, come on. Like, I, I was, I'm not old, but I wasn't born yesterday. Like, Am- Amrabat was... He had nothing to do with it. Just, oh, just somebody who came from... Uh, what is it? Utrecht? Like, the, the, the signings and him aligned. So I don't want to hear. It's not like they went and signed him somebody from, I don't know, Australia that nobody had ever heard of. They went and they raided the whole of Netherlands for like four or five players. It's just I'm I'm it's it's a coincidence. You just so happen to be an Ajax dude. So I don't want to hear that. Let's talk about Chelsea quickly though, because I just want to hear your thoughts on Cole Palmer, Ice Cold. Ice cold. Well, first thing Ice is that, that lady, Astrid. We are not disgracing the Talking Tactics podcast, bringing up <laughs> foolishness. I don't even want... Nah, the straight, like, the I, straight, the straight. Okay, okay, I, that's I, I reject... I reject... Like, no, 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 no. no. Better question. <laughs> is Palmer invited to the cookout? Uh, phenotypically, no. But once we do a... <laughs> ge- once, once we do a genetic analysis... Yes, this is the test. We tell him to bring the potato salad. If there are raisins in it, he can't come. <laughs> but if there aren't raisins, then he can come. <laughs> but he, but he doesn't know ahead of time. That's that's, I mean, look, that's it. But yeah, I, I don't see why not. Like quality player. You can no, you, the... you you can tell by his mannerisms. There's some there's some sauce in there, man. Oh, no, oh, no, no, no. You see, it, it just shows you that again. I think I already told you. I'm like Wentworth Miller. Like, I never knew that the guy oh, yeah. had black in him. And, like, the guy used <laughs> to say that, like, oh, yeah, oh, 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 <laughs> that's, yeah, that's crazy. But um, the guy said that like, he just, you would hear all this racist stuff and everything, and people just openly say racist stuff, and he'd be like, okay, what do I do? Oh, you no, know? no, no, no. The, 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 the Cole Palmer autobiography is going to be a good one, like, in 20 years or 30 years, whatever. Oh, yeah. I would like to oh, find no, out. No, 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 we, because... we, 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 we already talked about this. There's an episode called Walter White, didn't we? Like one of the more recent ones before we left. We, oh, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, no, no, you see, because yeah, my thing so is let's like, just, let's, can, can, can we talk about It just about shows you how, how, how crazy genes are because it's like. His sister looks nothing like them. But that's anyway. the thing because it just um, shows you it's his genes because it's like he's um, a quarter black because his dad is mixed race, his mom is white. So him and his sister would be like a quarter. This is why I've selected my my partners the way i have because i'm, I'm oh. like, <laughs> no no because i'm like no like that's pop my like even i'm like no that's a white guy like that is a white man <laughs> yeah but the goal can we talk about the ice cold ice cold bro no no the no, goal, no like bro, that the first okay shout out nico the through ball was good the turn mm. the through ball less said the better cole palmer top of the ball rolls it and we're not even talking about the first goal, which was a great finish. Oh, no, no, Top quality, ball, but that's that's second Rolls goal. it. You think he's going to shoot? He takes it. Does he take a touch or does he just kind of let the ball just kind of roll? And then he gives no, no, like no, no, a no, dummy. No. You, you know, um, Fico did feint, something similar to Schmeichel when they were playing he, against Dead Denmark. Like, the, uh, he basically puts his foot over the ball and basically rolls it past the keeper. <sighs> And everything. No, but like, it wasn't okay, just what he did nice. to the keeper. It was what he did to the defenders as well. Because it looked like he was going to shoot, but he just created more time for himself and, and then put the ball through. Excuse me. Um, only a player of top quality can score that goal. So, oh, this, for sure. leads me, this, this leads me to the next question. 
of all the players that Chelsea have bought, I would say Palmer is the most promising and the best one in the Clear Lake era. Mm. Who's the next best? Unconco. Are we sure? I mean, who like, else? On reputation, yes, but he's played like, what, two and a half, three games? And I'm telling you that's... I mean, I think Badiashile could possibly be something pretty interesting, but what's donation? I mean, like, if you just think of all the... If you think of the three billion orphans that Torboli has decided to bring into his home, of those orphans, it's Nkunko and Palmer. Can can I name them? Can I name them? No. This was from September... 30th, 2023. So it's going to take like, like two hours to name all these dudes. Bro. No, no, you just tell me yes or no. Sterling. No. Kulabali. Fell off. Two years too late. Omari Hutchinson. No. We don't know. Uh, I'm saying no. So, so, Solina? Solina, no. No. Charney Chukwomeka? Mm. Um. Undecided yet, but interesting. I'll say interesting. Interesting. Did I say Charney? I meant Carney. Uh, Kukurea? No. Cassidy? He's, he seems good. He seems like yeah, he's because good. he was good in that, in that World Cup. Also, also was it not sorry, the Euros? The Euros, the Euros. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah possibly. Yeah. Fofana? No. <laughs> Obama Yang? By the way, all this. Uh, can, can I just say? All the strikers Chelsea have let go are balling. Werner, yeah. to an extent, Morata, Aubameyang, Lukaku. Everybody leaves Chelsea and starts scoring. Let's just put that out there. Uh, the Zach, the Zach, Dennis Zakaria. He was no. all right, like by the end. Then we talked about uh, Badia Shield. Is it Badia Shield or Badia Shile? I don't know. Badia Shile seems more African mm. than Badia Shield. I'm, 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 I'm going to give him Badia Shile. So, yeah. Um, then we have David Datro Fofana. So the striker, mm, not the center no, back. No. Who apparently is scoring goals. Uh, Andre Santos, who I think is one of the better signings or at least projects. Yeah, but he's just bad loans. Yeah. He's been at Forest, but not playing because Forest signed 10,000 people. Zhao, Zhao Felix. Oh, yes. Hell yes. I love defending. No, but then the idea of Felix is better than that. Then okay now now okay here we go, Mudrik, no, Madueke. He's got something. It pains me to say this, but I'm just gonna say no. Malagusto, no. I hope people are keeping count of the nose here. Uh, <laughs> Enzo Fernandez, yeah. Can we need to have an honest discussion? I know, but I'm still gonna say yeah. Woke up tax. <laughs> In Kunku. Yeah. Nico Jackson? No. I'm not going to argue. Um, Diego Moria? I don't know. Free- oh, he's the... He's like he's a fullback, I think. No. Um, okay, good. No. But no. Uh, Angelo Gabriel? He was really good in preseason, but then they loaned him. Uh, um, undecided. So hard to say. Uh, Leslie Ugochuku? Eh. Haven't seen enough. Yeah, yeah, not, not, yeah, yeah. I mean, not undecided. Desassi? These are a lot of signs. No. Robert Sanchez? Bob? Heck no. <laughs> Jesus, it keeps going. Caicedo? He moves to the wrong club. But his quality, but I think he moves to the wrong club. But One more to go. The, the talent is there. Lavia. Haven't seen enough, so jury's out. No, 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 not enough. But I'm going to say yeah. I'm going to say yeah for him. David Washington. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I've seen him on the bench. Uh, Petrovic, goalkeeper. Have you been convinced by the goalkeeper? No, not really, no. And the 30th signing is your boy Ice Cold Palmer. Uh, Hell yeah. So it took them 30 signings. <laughs> 30 to get one where I think everybody's like, I, I see it. It's there. 
so it's is it going to take another thirty for them to find one? Like is is is, is that the going rate? One out of thirty, three <laughs> percent, or less than three, oh, three and a half percent hit rate? I mean, so, come so on. Like, I mean, how do you make thirty signings? Like how? how why? Why? <laughs> Like it's 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 fucked up, man. It's ridiculous. It's actually insane that they've spent that much money and got so little for it. They're tenth, I think, with no hope of moving up. No, but it just shows that like it's, anytime it's not, soon. It's not about winning. It's it's a scheme. It's a scheme. Oh, like, definitely. definitely. When you send as many players, there's a there's a larger product as played that isn't about trying to win the league or a trophy. So the obvious. The obvious way to prove it, I think, that there is more financial consideration. This is my way of saying scheme. There's more of a financial consideration for what's going on than actual substance on the pitch. Look at all the players they sold. And then look at who they're trying to buy. And now look at who they're trying to sell again. So they sold any player who, that any club thought we might want. Kovacic, Mount. Havertz, Kante, Mendy, Ziyech, you name it. If they were good, Pulisic, Loftus-Cheek. If they're good and somebody wants them, we'll let them go. Then they bring in players on lower wages, on lifetime contracts, 360 deals, like their Diddy from the 1990s or... You know, Leo Cohen. Let's 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 yeah, the yeah let's, let's Leo yeah. Cohen or one of those guys. So. So they're all they're all on 360s. They can't leave. They can't move. Now they're trying to sell or are happy to let go of Connor Gallagher, who's been arguably the best midfielder in the team, whatever contradiction that might be, because he's free. He's profit. He's from the academy. And then they're gonna do what with the money that they get? Go find some young midfielder, put him on a lifetime contract, and give him lower wages than what Gallagher would have wanted. It's all about money. You can't tell me that a functioning team has one real senior player in it, which is Thiago Silva, who's forty. That's no, no, no. So you have a, you have you have a granddad no, no, and then grandkids. Are Sterling and Silva? That's it. And the gap between them is almost a decade. It's more, probably is more than a decade. Like I think Sterling just is twenty nine or thirty or something like that. Like Thiago Silva is going to be forty this year. So where's the generation in between? You have grandkids and you have grandfather, but there's no parents. So you sold Jorginho, you sold Kovacic, you sold Kante, you sold Koulibaly, you sold everybody that somebody might want, but that's the generation that would ideally, that's in the right age to win now. I mean, obviously, they maybe not those players specifically, but that age bracket, the old saying, like, and it proved to be wrong by Alan Hansen that you can't win anything with kids, but I guess when they're coached by Sir Alex, maybe the, you know you have a different idea of what those kids are capable of. But these children, uh, other than Cole Palmer, they're bad kids. So it's it's sad, man. It's clearly about money. There's no other way to put it. What if it's not about money? Then if it, it's definitely not about winning football matches. So if it's not about that, it has to be about something. The money's the. Most obvious thing, unless there's unless it's just sabotage. We don't want money. We're not trying to win. I mean, that's that would just be ridiculous. So, <sighs> this got me ranting, and I don't even care like that no more. <laughs> look, 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 it's 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 a mess. Uh, it's a fucking mess, man. <laughs> like it's, it's like when he just lays it down like that. It's like, yeah, they really just destroyed this club. <laughs> like they, they, they gutted just... all of the. Like okay, it, um. This rant might keep going. Um, Madrid. They keep their senior players as long as there they need to be there. Benzema was there for a long time, but what did that allow for? Do, do, do you remember the Vinicius moment where like he's playing against us and all of that? By mm-hmm. the end of their time together, because Vinicius had spent so long with Benzema, he was like coaching him on the pitch to tell him what to do. Real Madrid will now reap the benefits of having Benzema alongside Vinicius for the next decade because they had somebody there with Vinicius. No, but, but it's, 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 it's you don't very think simple. him playing with Modric and Kroos for a whole two seasons just, is going to translate simple. to the pitch? The, the, this, the, the key difference is, yeah, and I already mentioned it, Real Madrid is a club that still wants to win every season. Chelsea don't want to win. Because, because in order to win, you, need, you have to have senior players. Ooh. 
you can't win when your average age is 22 and the core of your players are young and inexperienced. You can't win. So this, so NHL fans are, oh, no, no, this is the right, like, it's so crazy when people come and say that, you know, we're now, you know, this is, club is now heading in the right direction because Abramovich did not do things well. You do? Okay, fair enough. Putin, everything, blah, blah. He's, he's Satan and all that kind of stuff. Cool. Abramovich did bad things, made bad choices, <laughs> but he's got a lot more credit in the bank than these new people. And whatever you say about Abramovich, even despite all the bad choices he made, he still wanted to win. And he mm. tried to make choices that were of like, how can we win? These guys, they don't want to win. Ooh, have hope, have hope, have hope. I disagree with you slightly. Mm. I think Abramovich wanted to win and maybe he, he didn't know how to win. But he got around people who knew how to win. Mm, so right. he, signed, he signed the right people. He signed the right coaches who then knew who to get players. The, the, the famous one about Mourinho. He's like, buy Drogba. Don't, don't ask me any questions. Just put the money. Buy Drogba, right? So Abramovich wanted to win. And he made the right decisions to get people who knew how to win. I think these American people want to win. They just don't know how. But they're too arrogant in their Americanness to go get the right people. So they're trying to do it themselves. So th- I, I think they want to win. There's just an, an ignorance in how to do that in this sport. Whereas if you look at Madrid, because they have history, because they have a tradition, they have a president who's been there for ages, and the, the, the name of Real Madrid rings bells in that sense, they want to win. They need to win, actually. Uh, no, no, and no, 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 no. I disagree. Here's, here's my thing. So every. Dolan wants to win with the, with the Knicks. Everyone wants don't to win. know how. No, no, no. But you don't sign Isaiah Thomas and Phil Jackson? No, no, no. It's true. But I feel like if there's a different desire, Abramovich's desire to win is far mm. more than these owners. So because he so wants to win, that is why he's ruthless and like, oh, this is not going the right way. I'm going to sack you. So fine. Surround myself with the right kind of people, but there is a desire that I, I am, I am here. I bother this team because I want a team that I own to win trophies and the Champions League. For these guys, they are like, oh, no, this is a great business opportunity. Now, if we win, cool, because yeah, it's sports. We want to win, but we don't have a desire to win. There isn't this obsession to win. It's we so want to win. There, we, we want uh, to win in, okay. the, in the very casual sense. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Okay. Now I'm with you. I'm with you. I think when you ask their desire, their passion. Their longing, it's not in the winning. It's in the money. Mm. So if you ask them, what do, what, what do you desire? What do you really want from this? If you ask them, they, they would say trophies on the outside just to appease the fans. But what they really want, like, bro, Chelsea, we can make this billions. We can, we can make billions off of this thing. So that's what they're after. And every decision I think that has been made has been for money. Except maybe signing someone like Obama Yang which was just an appeasement to Tuchel. But then they sack him and then loan Obama and Gostello. So, um, yeah. I just, I, I don't understand how you gut the, the team of senior players, sign children, and you're still claiming... I, I, even the idea of projects, I feel like, has got too much weight. Please. What... what the project, 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 project. That's just project, an excuse. No, no, it's 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 a, it's a it's a dumb buzzword that a lot of Chelsea fans mm. have actually embodied. So, like, guys, do you really buy into a quote-unquote project? Come on, we come on, come Pep, on. That's Pep, that's, that's just easy yeah. for them just to bamboozle you and treat you like fools. Pep so. had a project. He started winning in like two seasons. <laughs> Same. It's it's been it's been what? This is their third. No, second. Like, and they're tenth. Even, even, even when a, Chelsea fans are like Abramovich is bad. Like, but, but by the end of it, he was he was wayward. He wasn't doing this. He wasn't doing that. I think the worst they finished was like maybe with Tuchel. I think it was like fourth, third, fourth. It was like, with Lampard. They finished fourth. It was only that crazy season, I think, with Mourinho and maybe one with Conte, where they missed Europe, where they missed Champions League, because Sarri was playing in Europa and uh, Mourinho finished tenth. But then they won the league, and they went. They went. Even even if Abramovich was bad, you can't say that the results weren't good. These guys 
Are you saying the process is good? You can't even say that. Because the results are <laughs> symbolic. But anyway, this is in the, way, in, the way in, the, in the words of Uncle, is a disgrace. <laughs> it's a fucking disgrace. You gotta say Uncle. Do <laughs> uh, you know, I don't recognize my club. What a quote. <laughs> well, that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> and, and his expression as well. It's, it's perfect. All right. This has been Talking Tactics. Thank you guys for listening. I'm at Daniel Look, Half Hope. Where can people find you? Halfoffootballhots.com, baby. Indeed. Uh, check out all the links in the description. Remember to check out the Patreon. Go look at that. Go check out Trap. Um, talking race, Africa, and people. And uh, yeah, we'll see you sometime next week. Peace. Oh, Talking peace. Tactics Podcast. Sometimes peace. funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Now we say peace. All right, guys. Next peace, time. Next time. Peace, peace, peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.